Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. What you what you want? What you what you want? Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. <laughs> and this is our weekly news podcast to discuss the news, of the cool news of the past week. And this is for the week of June 12th, 2016. The week just about, as we're recording this, uh, E3 is getting underway. Yep. So... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about what's happening because it's currently happening. Right. So, so uh, we'll touch on this all next week with a recap of all of that and our usual shit. Because to be honest, I don't think there's anything really big that most people are anticipating except for a possible announcement of Red Dead Redemption Two and the Xbox uh, Slim. Well, here I I currently have up. Because Bethesda just wrapped up, as of recording, Bethesda just wrapped up their uh, their conference. Because um, they, they they seem to always be first. Well, they always choose for... Sunday nights to do it. Yeah. Um, so I'll go I'll go through real quick. Uh, for Fallout 4, um, big, big Fallout Shelter update coming. There's an update coming soon. Uh, next DLC has been revealed. Uh, and that's about it. There was a trailer for it. Uh, <laughs> Quake Champions, there was the first trailer for that. Uh, and yeah, um, I guess this is pretty big news. Um, Skyrim Remaster announced for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. But we kind of already knew. I mean, that's been going through the pipeline for a while. Um, yeah. Bethesda's re- releasing an HD version of the game. Um, Skyrim Special Edition. Uh, well, um, and there's a trailer for that, of course. The Elder Scrolls Legends is coming out on Mac, Android, and iPad. <laughs> um, oh, it's finally coming for Mac. <laughs> Doom getting Unto the Evil DLC. Snap Mac free update coming. That's cool. Fallout 4 and Doom VR versions announced. No, thank you. <laughs> um, who would want to play Doom in VR? I, I played 
I, I played Doom and it was cool, but I don't want to play it at VR. I I did it when they did that whole like they had like the you remember the the old uh, VR setups where you you had to walk around yeah. this little thing. I did that once. They had that in the mall one time when I was working, and I was like, "What is that?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's Doom." I was like, "Oh, I got to try that." Yeah, and that was about as much as I was willing to try. <laughs> like I I haven't tried. I've I've tried the '90s VR, but I've never tried the modern VR yet. But from what I hear is like there's videos where you're standing in the VR, you're standing on the edge of a building mm-hmm. and people say like, oh, yeah, you feel like you're going to fall, like your brain's tricked. OK, then I don't want to stand in front of a 12 foot fucking demon <laughs> with a pistol because <laughs> right. I don't know what that feeling my brain's going to be tricked into thinking is <laughs> piss myself <laughs> or just take the gun and shoot yourself. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not Doom guy, all right? I'm regular guy. <laughs> oh, man. I know, right? It's like, ugh. But, uh, yeah, so next week we'll go ahead and we'll drop uh, a recap on the of all of the E3 stuff. Um, but uh, for right now, uh, just real quick uh, update. Last week I said I was going to try to release the Just Another Podcast, uh, the the kind of the reboot that i was doing well there were just there were a couple of things that in the end it turned out i I wasn't really happy with the result i think simply because i just didn't have enough time and i i tried to do it on the fly and try to make it as quick as possible um so i didn't really feel good about good about it and then thought like well i don't really want to release something that's kind of half-assed so uh as many of you know we go into we will have uh, June, July, and August, and then we take the September month off, and then we come back with our new season in, in October. So I think that's when I'm gonna, um, I'm going to release the, the new version. I'm gonna take the extra time to kind of decide what I'm gonna do, and select in advance the main topics that I want to touch on because the news portion I can kind of just pick. You know, it's really quick for me to write that stuff but it's the the other stuff that i think i really want to kind of plan out a little bit more so so at this particular point yeah i'm gonna wait till october to do it give myself some extra time and futz around with the format a little bit try to make it a little bit more my own but uh yeah so that's kind of where it's at now so yeah for june july and august there there won't be there won't be any of those so but it will return uh nextly Voltron Legendary Defender made its debut on Netflix this last weekend. And of course, I binged watched it uh, because I worked really hard on Saturday to absolutely fucking nothing. And um, and I think I did a pretty good job at that. Um, and as well as on Sunday as well, except for the show. It wasn't for this fucking show. I'd be able to do the whole two days with nothing to do. But that's another story. <laughs> it's because of you guys is why I'm doing this shit. Um, no, but... Uh, turned it on and uh actually i was i followed the original 80s one there were like two different versions that aired aired on american television one with the lions and then another one that had the vehicles um so this particular one i actually thought paid a lot of homage to the 80s version of course you know it was done in kind of that uh avatar the last airbender and um uh cora kind of uh, style, but the the colors were extremely bright. The the uh, the action was actually really good, and it, it was really serialized. Like 
each episode led into the next one. Like you would have kind of the core ending of the episode, but it would kind of lead into what the next one is. And then they would always have, you know, throwbacks to like a previous episode. Well, you said this before and it's just like, that was two episodes ago. Oh, okay. So it really lends itself well to the whole binge watching kind of aspect. Uh, there's 11 episodes. However, the first episode is technically three episodes long. So it, if you th- break it down, it's basically 13 episodes. Hmm. Um, Cause the first one is like 60 minutes. And then the other ones are like 22. Uh, I've been hearing nothing but good things about this shit too. Yeah. I mean, the voice acting is actually is really good. They've changed a few little things. Like if you remember the eighties version, Keith was the leader of the Voltron force, but, uh, but he's not, he's actually, uh, uh, he's, I guess, second in command, but the, 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 of course it's like a Saturday morning cartoon somebody, I actually, I was reading a review that said Saturday, it's felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. And I was like, that's it. That's really what it feels like. Which it's, we don't really get anymore. Yeah. Cause everything's relegated to cartoon network. And then now you just, you know, you don't get that three hour span of, or four hour span of cartoons Saturday mornings. The only show that for me that cartoon that I've seen recently that that feels still feels that Saturday morning feel is Pokemon. Yeah, that's re- that's really it. Like it's still at the end. It goes, will Ash <laughs> beat the da 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 da? You know, but no shows like that anymore. Oh no, absolutely not. But it's but it was actually the writing was actually really good. Of course, you have the little corny stuff because it's for kids, you know. Right. And um, so you have a little bit of that, but you also you have. You have a bit of humor that is meant for the older part. Like they play up Lance a little bit more in this series than they did in the last one. And in this one, he's more of the, you know, oh yeah, I'm the best pilot. Chicks dig me. That kind of thing. That arrogance. And the princess was saying something to him that you need to. Um, he needed to. He needed to bond with something. Um, and then he's like, "Oh, princess, you have no idea how I'm bonded." And then the other, the other guy goes, "Lance, <laughs> like, cuts him off." <laughs> so you're like, "Oh, nice." Um, so, but the I, I would say that some of the weaknesses, but this is also true to the original series. The weaknesses are kind of the robots or villains of the week uh, or the episode. Um, but again, it's really, it really is more of the Voltron Force trying to work together because they really. Sp- spend about a good chunk of season one of them working as individuals instead of as a team so i i think it really kind of shows them how they they kind of start to work together as as a uh, as friendship but there's also their secrets between all of them and they get explored in the episodes so each character actually becomes a full-fledged character by the end of first season one so it actually is a, it, it is a little it is fun and it's also it is good for the kids too like the kids will watch it and we'll see the lions and and but all in all i just i really dug it and i was one of those like oh i'm curious because they've had other voltrons that i, were, I was just like yeah okay whatever but this one is actually really good they they take some of the nuances that were done in the 80s version and any kind of made them a little bigger and then kind of went a little more into the mythos and so I, I thought it was actually really, really true to the original, but still new enough to be entertained. It sounds dope. It sounds dope. I want to check it out. Yeah. It's... And I never, I never was big on Voltron. I think I just missed it because I was too young. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I've, I've heard, it's one of those franchises that you hear so much love for, 
mm-hmm. that you have to check it out. Like, you're like, <laughs> fuck, I need to peep that shit out. Yeah, because um, I've been looking at, like, like I was looking at a lot of different websites, like IGN, The Verge, all of them, and all of them were just, like, you know, even one of them, I think it was for, I can't remember which site it was for, but even one of them said, you know, I kind of missed the boat on Voltron. They go, so I was kind of like, okay, we'll just see what it is. He goes, now I'm full on into it. <laughs> You know, he's like, now I'm a Voltron fan, you know, so, so yeah, so a lot of people that weren't or were, it's just pretty, a lot of good things. And so, and I, I read those reviews after I had watched the show. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm going to watch it. And then instead of letting the reviews influence me, I'm just going to watch it. And, um, I dug it. I think I only took one break, like Mm. during the whole, during the whole bit of watching it, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, since you were talking about some nostalgia, <laughs> I came across a, um, an animated movie. It's Pokemon, but I, I'm sure Pokemon fans know about this already, but I missed it. Um, it's called Pokemon um, Origins. Is it like Wolverine and, Origins? No, it's not. <laughs> um, for those that might not know, the first two games of Pokemon, Pokemon always releases two games at the same time. Because you're supposed to trade with people with the other color. It's the same exact game. There's just a few Pokemon that they don't have on the other card. So the first two was um, blue and red. And um, this this movie, it's an hour and a half. It um it follows the person in the game who your name it follows red. So we're assuming that the red cartridge, which is the one I had. Um, but if you had the blue cartridge, you would be blue. Your enemy would be red, and vice versa. So anyway. Um, it is so faithfully done that it brought back so much nostalgia memories, dude. Like <laughs> he moves. Cause a lot of people like now, like younger people, they don't, they know the cartoon. Right. So they think that you're Ash from the cartoon in the game. You really aren't. So it, it was interesting in that way. Cause every time you turn on Pokemon, it's fucking Ash. And I like Pokemon. I do. It's a guilty pleasure of mine, but Ash can be a little much sometimes because he's a little too fucking optimistic. <laughs> he's just a little too excited. He's a freaking down. Um, so this dude was like more of a normal dude. And you could tell that they they kind of knew that some older people might be peeping this out. You know, so it kind of it, it fell away all that in super inspirational stuff and just had a real story in it. And um, perfectly every single step he took was exactly what you were doing in the game. Like. It even explained, like, be careful. Don't go in the tall grass. Cause that's where the same fucking shit the game would tell you. Mm. You know, so it was just so good. Um, really enjoyed it. It's on Hulu. I started I started messing with Hulu because I've had it for a while and I never watch it. <laughs> and um, I noticed I, I that, do that, too. I noticed if you're an anime fan, you, Hulu is where you need to be. Right. Because they have, like, every fucking anime on there. It's ridiculous. And so, if you like bad, if you like bad sci-fi and horror movies, yes, that's where you need to um, be. <laughs> so, definitely. Um, also, un- unrelated, if you have a Amazon streaming service, the only reason to get it is because the Batman original animated series is on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, really good movie. Um, if you're a Pokemon fan or used to be more, more, more specifically, if you, you know, if you used to get into it back in the day around the the turn of the 21st century. Um, definitely check this out because it's going to bring back them feels. I was, I was, this one right now, I watched this one and I was like, you know what? 
November 18th, that new Sun and Moon Pokemon drop in it. I'm getting that 2DS. I ain't fucking around no more. You see me <laughs> do, 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 ready to go. So, uh, um, so, uh, this one I posted on, uh, on our Facebook and Google Plus page because I actually forgot this was a thing. Um, so The Verge, uh, earlier last week, I'm just going to read the article here. Uh, Microsoft is no longer planning to add a TV DVR feature to its Xbox One console. The software giant originally unveiled plans to add the TV DVR to its Xbox One back in August, noting that the feature would arrive sometime in 2016. Quote, after careful consideration, we've decided to put development of DVR for over-the-air TV on hold to focus our attention on launching new, higher fan-requested gaming experience across the Xbox One and Windows 10. In quote, revealed the Microsoft spokesperson in a statement to The Verge. Quote, we always, we're always listening to fan feedback and we're looking forward to bringing more requested experiences on Xbox One, Windows 10, and Xbox Live this year. Microsoft had originally planned to let Xbox One users schedule recordings on the go and stream or download shows to mobile devices and other Windows 10 PCs. The DVR feature would have been limited to over-the-air, free-to-air TV and Microsoft had requested digital TV tuners in Europe and the U.S. that would have supported it. After Microsoft killed off Windows Media Center in Windows 10, the company still doesn't have a viable alternative. It's clear that Microsoft's priorities are firmly back on gaming with the Xbox One console. As they should be. As they should be, yeah. Because this is that was still part of the whole oh, it's an entertainment box. If you want backwards compatibility, get an Xbox 360 whole mentality. <laughs> right. Um, I think, I think too, it's um, when they first announced this, My, I think we discussed it, too, I'm sure. two years ago. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, and one of my major concerns with this feature was legality. Um, right. Because I know, just from reading, but also when I, I used to work for Time Warner, the legality behind DVR is is hefty. Yeah. Like you're you that ten dollar fee you pay for your DVR has nothing to do with the machine. Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. to, it's to pay the legal costs um, of being able to record whatever the hell you want. It's the right having yeah. the, right and having the ability to skip the commercials. That's the big deal. Um, if Microsoft were to do that fully, they would be investing a lot of money in a feature that no one's really asking for. Not to mention it's free over the air so that's basically so it. it's so yeah. it's it's local channels that you would get you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to dvr anything pretty much anything that you would really dvr unless i mean yeah you get prime time and stuff like that but i mean what what does that entail too if you're watching those free uh the free networks on a cable box right are you still going to be able to use it you know so. yeah so and, and you know it was funny when I when I saw this article about saying that oh yeah it's no longer they're no longer pursuing that I was like oh man I totally forgot about that <laughs> it was one of those that like wow I forgot this actually was a thing you know but uh, I'm not surprised I mean I don't think any anybody's really surprised by it um, and lastly Injustice Two yes um. First, earlier in the week, we got the uh, video that just basically was the announcement trailer, which had, you know, no actual gameplay or anything like that. And we saw the Flash taking on Superman and then 
mecha Batman shows up, you know, that kind of stuff. And looks re- looked really cool. Then, over the weekend, we got a gameplay trailer. And, wow. Gorilla Grodd. Fucking Supergirl. Yeah, I, I, for- I forget his name, but one of the Red Lanterns. Right. And I was just like, oh, my God, I I was I was completely invested in the first 10 seconds when (laughs) that that red the I almost said Red Ranger, um, (laughs) that Red Lantern comes in and he's just he sees Supergirl and he is not impressed. Right. Basically, I forget what he says. And she just goes she turns around at him, goes, I punch above my weight. I was like, oh, (laughs) shit, about to go down. And then Gorilla Grodd coming out and taking on Aquaman. And uh, and just that that whole play. I have the links in the show notes. So uh, if you if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Um, go and check out the check them out. But uh, the uh, the gameplay where Aquaman was taking on Gorilla Grodd, and then he he's in the fucking ocean and he hits him like other than that fucking uh, sea creature comes out and then swallows Grodd. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is amazing. So. And is it weird that the least inspiring was Batman versus Superman? Um, I think it's because it's those two were already in the fucking first game. Like, it's not really a shock to see them fighting. Right. You know, Aquaman was dope. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl was dope. Gorilla Grodd. That's dope. Kind, that's kind of cool that if they start adding the villains, because last time we pretty much only fought. Well, they had villains in there. You could be the Joker. And... Well, yeah, but I mean, it was like, yeah, but it was like, yeah, they jo- were major villains. Yeah, it was like Joker, Catwoman, Lex. I mean, if we get if we're getting like Gorilla Grodd and, you know, like that, yeah, that Red Lantern, you know, and some of those other kinds of villains that actually would be really fucking cool. Or at least that's my opinion anyway. <laughs> I think. Um... See, I think they missed the mark a little bit with injustice with dlc like they could just keep releasing characters and people would fucking buy it up yeah but they did a couple but they didn't do too many yeah they didn't do a whole lot but i guess they're like well let's (laughs) give us a reason to make a sequel yeah 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 because that's the thing if you go too far then it's like well, what do i have to buy the second one for i already got like 40 fucking characters to play with (laughs) right I already got Calendar Man facing off against uh, Batman, so you know what else do I need to do? <laughs> yeah, but there's there's so DC has so many characters they could put in that fucking game. It makes so dope, dude. Oh yeah, that would be cool, especially even. I mean, putting Captain Cold. Yeah, you know, I mean, just just any of them. But you know, you only win Adam's heart if you drop in Calendar Man. That's really the yes. That's really it, right? If there. Calendar Man's in there, I'll 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 die. <laughs> you already got you already got Harley Quinn, right? We all know she's gonna be in it, right? Um, and they did show that you could switch uh, costumes because they were showing that real quick in the trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love if we get Harley Quinn. You could do like the fucking animated series costume. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would look funny. <laughs> that that would be pretty funny. You could go through like all incarnations of Harley. I'm a huge fan of Harley Quinn, but if I, you I have if you haven't guessed by now, right? I get irritated with people who go, oh. These modern incarnations of Harley Quinn, 
they should have her in the original outfit. I'm like, really, guys? <laughs> a fucking a fucking spandex uh, One full body suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to be a little bit more realistic. <laughs> Doesn't get her fucking ass whooped all the time. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess on that uh, point, well, let's just jump into the headlines. <laughs> All right, so on Thursday, Xbox One owners were able to download Fallout 4, its season pass, and its expansions for free, thanks to a pricing error on the Xbox Store. Well, the next day, Microsoft issued a bit of bad news for those who were able to download Fallout 4 for free. Uh, Yeah, the company was revoking those licenses. But Xbox, um, Xbox One owners were... Uh, quick on the download, won't walk away empty-handed. This was the message that the company sent out to some Xbox One owners, uh, I think on Friday. Quote, Our pricing error on Fallout 4 has been fixed, and your free download would no longer work. For the inconvenience, we will deposit $10 by the end of June into your Microsoft account. This expires one year from the time that it was deposited. Well, the good news is that Microsoft's $10 credit is enough for to cover a legitimately acquired copy of Fallout 4's Automa, um, Automatron or Wasteland Workshop DLC, if you don't already own it. Um, yeah, so... I, they weren't going to let them keep it. Right, I know, right? Because <laughs> I, I was reading some of the first, because I remember, um, uh, I think it was Amador... Uh, posted it on my uh, my personal Facebook page saying, hey, I thought you might be interested in this. And I looked and I was like, what the fuck? Fallout 4? And then I looked at it and then like it, I was at work when it was this. So I was thinking, oh, that's, I go, that's just fucked up there. You know, and I was reading the comments and people were like, well, what are they going to do? You know, if you, after you download it, and I'm like, revoke it. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's if it's digital the, content, you're just yeah. granted access to it. Right. You know, and so, I ended up not doing it, and uh, I don't know how many people that I, you know, that are aware of that that downloaded it. But I mean, ten bucks for something that was just a glitch that they didn't owe you anyway seems pretty nice yeah. when you think about they, it. They could have easily said no, yeah, and then just you know, fuck you guys, right? But they, yeah, they hooked everybody up with a little gift card. I thought that was cool of them. Um, yeah, I, you know, some people were probably pissed off. Motherfuckers, like fuck you. That's too good to be true. You should have been second guessing that shit when you saw it. <laughs> I know. It's like, come on, dude. What are you thinking? You know, like, oh, because well, I downloaded, so it's like, no, you just because you download it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get to keep it, dude. Come on. You downloaded it, but you didn't buy it. Right. So it's it's the same thing as you walk in and go, Oh, this uh this copy of Grand Theft Auto Five in the GameStop, it's out in the open, so that means I can just take it. Right. It's a, it's like the digital equivalent to that. You know? Right. Exactly. So, so <laughs> but I was people just... are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> people really are. I just saw that. I was like, going, wow, really? And I was like, yeah, I got to talk about that. I got to see how many people on the, on the sh- listening to the show. Fuck you. They should have let me keep it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so stupid. right. I don't I didn't. I heard about it, too. And I was like, yeah, it's OK. I didn't even bother with it. Um, so Facebook is at it again, Steve, uh, you'll need to spend a few moments, uh, downloading another Facebook app. If you want to keep all your photos inside the social networks world, Facebook users will with a synced photo album are receiving an email from the social network that says they'll have to install 
and log in to the company's Moments app by July 7th or else have all their photos inside that album deleted. The app released last year allows for private uploads of photos for sharing with friends without actually putting them onto the social network. Before Moments, um, Facebook put into its main app a similar feature called PhotoSync back in 2012, which when turned on automatically uploaded photos from a smartphone into a private synced from phone album. Um, I never turned that on, but yeah. I, I know it was there. That album will be going away after July 7th, um, making moments the way Facebook wants it use its users to automatically upload photos privately. Um, so that's it. So, I mean... I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be real here for a moment personally I don't really give a shit. Um <laughs> but I know this is going to be one of those things that everyone's going to bitch about. Um Look, you don't pay for the service. If they want to change the way they want to do it, that's you either deal with it or use something else. Right. You know, so I mean, it kind of makes sense from a business standpoint because they're just keeping things organized and and making it so their main app isn't doing so much. You know, which is is probably just optimizing their main app, which we can always use optimization for the main Facebook app. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know a lot of people that do this, though, because you don't want every picture you take to sync with Facebook. Right. And, you know, and so. I mean, if you really, really need something, you know, just do another cloud storage because that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you don't need Facebook to cloud storage all your your photos because let's be honest, there are some of you, I'm not pointing fingers, but there are some of you that take those pictures that you probably don't want Facebook to have. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, whatever. You have to you have to think of it this way. Why does Facebook even have a service where you can put pictures on it privately? It's a social media network. Why that doesn't make any sense? It's it's almost like I'm gonna use my toaster to hold my phone, right? Like you're using the wrong thing to do that. Like I think I honestly think the for me anyway, OneDrive is perfect. I I have the OneDrive sync. I don't even notice it's doing it. Yeah, and then I'll be on my OneDrive one day and go, oh shit, I have like two thousand pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think if if you want to just store your photos, do it that way. Yeah, you know. I but, mean, you've got a lot of options. I mean, OneDrive, uh, Dropbox, fucking even Google. You know, they're, they're... I remember, I remember a lot of people complained when um, Facebook split the Messenger, and you oh, had okay. to down, you had to download the uh, Messenger app. And I was like, I actually kind of dig it because this Messenger app works better than <laughs> Facebook app did. Well, yeah, I, because, I, because the Facebook app ends up getting so bloated. Remember yeah. when? Remember back in the day when everybody was bitching about how how long it takes takes for facebook to to load and how glitchy it was and stuff like that it's aggregating so much data when you turn it on and fucking i i know this one friend he's like facebook's forcing me to download an app to use blah 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 blah. and i go do you even understand what you just said they're not forcing you to do shit right if you think you're being forced because you want to use their service well it's their service you don't pay for it so you use it the way they want you to use it if you don't like it, move the fuck on. Exactly. You know, I never understood people who fucking complain about free shit. Yeah. If I was paying for it and they were putting me through the hoops like that, but hey, wait a minute, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, I right. I do all that shit. Exactly. You know, but 
I don't know. It's Facebook. Who cares? It's not that important. Right. Well, some people would say. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, next up, after months of rumors, uh, Sony w- that d- Sony was developing an upgraded, more powerful version of its PlayStation 4 console, the company confirmed last week that the rumors were true. Andrew House, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, told the Financial Times that the high-end version of the PlayStation 4, rumored to be codenamed Neo, would be more expensive than the current 350 model. House added that the design it that it was designed to quote sit alongside and complement the standard version of the PlayStation 4. Quote, we will be selling both versions through the life cycle, House said. He added that the new system was specifically designed for hardcore gamers and com- uh, confirmed that the upgraded version would support 4K TV sets. The upgraded ver- uh, system looks like it is also be a smoother experience for those looking to pick up PlayStation VR. So- Sony's answer to consumers' VR headsets like the Oculus Rift and HTC Vive. House also addressed concerns raised by early reports that developers would have to create two versions of each game, one that could run on the existing PlayStation 4 and one that could run on the new unit, which still doesn't have the official name, and downplayed those fears. Of course he did. <clears throat> Quote, All games will support the standard PlayStation 4, and we appreciate all or a very large majority of games and will su- also support the high-end PlayStation 4 house set. Despite confirming the existence of the new console, House said Sony wouldn't be debuting the new console at E3. The CEO insisted Sony wanted to make sure that they were had a full full range of experiences that could be shown off to fans when the company does eventually unveil it. House did not say when the new console is expected to be released or how much it's expected to sell. Previous rumors suggested that the new console could go for $399. The confirmation of the new PlayStation 4 comes at a time when Microsoft is also reportedly preparing to announce two new consoles of its own. Sources told Polygon that one of Microsoft's new consoles will be four times as powerful as the current Xbox One model, while the other will be a slimmed-down version of the existing unit that will be paired with a redesigned controller. The slimmer Xbox One will be shown off at E3 uh, this week. And The Verge's Tom Warren suggested that it's about 24 per, or 40% smaller with the capacity to support 4K. Sources suggest that the smaller version of the Xbox One yet to be released scheduled for later this year. The p- more powerful Xbox One codenamed Scorpio won't be released until 2017. However, it will likely be announced within the month according to sources. Now, as a side note... Uh, Polygon also released an image of the, or leaked images of what the uh, new PlayStation, or the new Xbox One Slim is supposed to look like, and it's uh, supposedly supposed to have a uh, two terabyte hard drive, but there, but that's about it. So by the time this podcast comes out, Microsoft will probably already have their press release, and there'll be updated information when we come back next week and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is all the same. The only thing that worries me is um, Sony and micro- – more Sony, but Sony and Microsoft talking about making more powerful right. versions. And um, it, it just reminds me of what Nintendo does with their uh, their DS line oh. where they'll come out like the 3D – the they have the DS, right? And then the right. DSi comes out. And they're like, oh, yeah, but it still plays DS games. But then almost immediately all the new games that came out, like, you need a DSi to play this. Right, right. The original DS doesn't play it, you know, so – that's what I'm kind of waiting for. Um, 
Yeah, but and happy that I game mostly on the PC. <laughs> <laughs> but but at the same time, I mean, to me, I I, I don't know. I'm kind of Nintendo like, also has no competition in the handheld market. Right, and so it, they could pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. But at the same time, it's like you know we've seen this with the PlayStation Three and you know and the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, the new modified versions. Right. You know, and they still play the same games and all of that stuff. So, I mean, unless they intru- and here's the thing too is that because you know that most of this new quote unquote more powerful is to supplement the VR shit. So yeah. unless the VR four K too. Yeah, and the 4K and even the 4K, it's like, come on, they're yeah, it support 4K, but how many of the games itself will support 4K? I think it was Sony um, that said, and I may be wrong, might have been Xbox, but I'm pretty sure it was Sony um, that said uh, when they're requiring developers, um, if they make a 4K game, they also have to make a 1080p game, a version of it, mm-hmm. um, to be on the either the same disc or separately or whatever. And developers are pissed off because they're like, well, fuck, now I got to make, I got to basically make the game twice or what? It's like, oh, well, that's what Sony wants. All right. You know, and and that's kind of good for us because either they'll never make 4K games. Right. Or they'll make only 4K games, you know, and then someone will be screwed. (laughs) Well, at the same time, I mean, we've had 4K for a while now. We've had a lot of 4K televisions. But the problem that we're still running into is we don't have a lot of 4K content. Right. And, you know, when you have a 4K television and you're still running 1080p content on there, it's going to look kind of shitty. So I I don't know. I If they're going to make the – if both sides are going to make the full-fledged hog to now it's got to be 4K, I don't know if that's really going to fly. You know, everybody's going to be like, well, fuck you. Then I'm just going to stick with the PlayStation 4. And, and fuck all you guys. So I know my opinion of 4K is I know is very much the opinion of most people where I like it, but I'm not getting it until it's cheaper. Oh, hell I yeah. did the same thing with HD. Yeah. I did not jump right on board with that because I'm like, fuck, this is expensive. Oh, yeah. If you if you know anything about the this kind of market, it goes down dramatically yeah. once most people have it. Right. You know, so like Blu-rays, when, I think when when the original PlayStation 3 came out, they were asking 600 for it. Yeah. And that was the cheapest Blu-ray player. <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, now I can pick up a Blu-ray player for like 50 bucks. Right. You know, so if you want wireless, I, maybe 60 or 70. How many Blu-ray players do I have? One, two, three. I have three. What? No, four. <laughs> if you include the Xbox One. Right. So it's who gives a shit, you know what I mean? But well, it's like I, I I bought my brother a Blu-ray player for Christmas, sixty bucks, yeah. and it had wireless capability, so he's got Netflix and all that shit. And I was like, okay. And I have a PlayStation Three and a you know PlayStation Four and an Xbox Three Sixty. So one of my <laughs> one of my Blu-ray players is so old, it doesn't have. How apps. old is it? <laughs> it? Doesn't have apps. Yeah, it's a Magnavox, and it was like three hundred dollars when my now mom's ex-husband bought it because <laughs> my mom divorced him and then gave me all his shit so well that's the thing i mean a lot of times you know i i i was like well you know like in my room when i didn't have my playstation 3 my you know my uh girlfriend had had it i was like well if i wanted to i could just buy a super cheap blu-ray player with no apps because i have an apple tv so i don't need it you know exactly so the way we consume content is, has dramatically changed, you oh. know. So it's it's 
it's all weird. Like my kids <laughs> yesterday, real quick. My my wife has started watching Sailor Moon. Huh. She likes it. That's fine. Um, but Sailor Moon is a is a broadcast television. It's a Saturday morning cartoon. Right. Right. So it has that at the end of the episode, it stops at a dramatic moment and then says to be continued. Right. And my kids didn't understand why they were doing that because they're watching it on Hulu. Right. Like, why does it do that? It's the next one's going to start. And I go, (laughs) because on regular television in the old days, it would you these shows only played once a week. Right. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like. Once a week? Ew. Like they they were like, that's so bad. Cause they're all they do, we don't have cable. All they do is binge watch shit. <laughs> like it my my daughter, my nine year old will get interested in like a Disney show. Let's say, what is it right now? Jesse. That's the show she likes to watch. It's a live action show. Mm-hmm. And she just watches that show for two weeks. And wow. then she'll get tired of it and watch something else. Like that's how people watch TV now. Yeah. You know, I I go. I even me, I'll watch regular TV because we have an antenna. You know, and we'll watch regular TV, and I just get bored. Fucking eight million commercials I have to watch. Yeah, just to watch the news. You know, I fucked it. (laughs) Anyway, um, despite persistent rumors to the contrary, persistent. uh, Yes, Microsoft (laughs) insists Halo Five Guardians will not be coming to PC. What? Uh, And it's. In a state, <laughs> right, calm down over there. Um, no, in fuck a state- this shit. Flip at a table. <laughs> in a statement to PC Gamer, a Microsoft, and they told PC Gamer, which makes me laugh. I know. Like right? you tell the guys that really want it to come to PC. <laughs> um, in a statement to PC Gamer, Microsoft spokesperson said, "Quote: Our approach is to deliver epic Halo experiences designed for PC gamers and Windows 10, such as Halo Wars 2." And the recently announced Halo 5 Forge. There are no plans to port Halo 5 Guardians to PC, end quote. The latest rumor about a potential port surfaced when Neo Gaffer entered the Dragon Punch, stated that he had it, <laughs> quote, on good authority for multiple sources that Halo 5 will be coming to PC. Okay, so we're going to trust someone named Enter the Dragon Punch. Right. Like, people are weird. Um, we're sleep the- fan over there. <laughs> right. Enter the Dragon Punch is also partially behind recent reports saying Skyrim Remaster will be announced at next week's E3 conference. Don't give him too much credit for that. I said that too. <laughs> like, it was obvious right. because everyone was asking for it. Bethesda is the kind of company that if everyone's asking for it, they'll do it eventually. Right. But they won't tell you until they're almost done with it. Right. And then everybody takes credit for saying, like, I yeah. predicted. It's like, oh, no, it oh, takes oh, fucking common sense. <laughs> I called it. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Um, head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has previously suggested that a port of Halo 5 Guardians for PC is unlikely. It's so funny because this has been a rumor for a while. And every time Microsoft mentions it, they either say, uh, probably not, or they just say no. Right. And here's the thing. And this is another obvious thing with the Halo franchise. They have some PC games, okay? Only Halo 1 and Halo 2 were on the PC. They, none of the other ones were on PC. Yeah, they that's not a, the point. Yeah. <laughs> they have a few Halo titles on the PC, the Halo Wars franchise, but that's a very PC-esque game. It's a top-down isometric view. Um, you, you can, they have it on the console too, I think. But you can um, you click on things to move things around and shit. <laughs> you know, and I think... Um, 
I think what Microsoft is doing is, is obviously Microsoft has an operating system and they have a game console. But I, I don't I think they want to keep the two separate because you're gonna ruin the experience. Halo was the game that made first person shooters for the console a thing. Right. Like before Halo, the all first person shooters that were worth anything were on the PC. Halo was the first franchise that figured out how to get controller a controller scheme that works. They're not gonna just abandon the fucking console. It's also the only flagship title that Xbox really has. Yeah, because what are, what are you gonna what else is it? Titanfall? Right. They had <laughs> Fable, but they closed that down. I don't know what the hell they're doing with that. But that's the when you think Xbox, you think Halo. Yeah. And they're not they're not gonna ruin that. That's that's fucking marketing one oh one. Like when a new Halo comes out, you got fucking exclusive Xbox drops, the exclusive controllers drop, the fucking all types of shit, and everyone eats it the fuck up because it's Halo. I got the Halo controllers, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it's just people just think about it. If if Halo Five Guardians ever comes to the PC, and there's always a possibility, it will come to the PC when no one cares about it anymore. Right. And then they're just trying to get some money for PC games. Yeah. And and the two first Halo games that were on the PC, the controls were shit because they weren't designed for the mouse and keyboard. So like you would you would play it and you would move the mouse and on PC when you play a first person shooter, you move that mouse, it moves. Like it's like it's like twitch reaction. Right. But Halo's not like that. Halo's very smooth cuz it's used to a joystick. So it was like that with a mouse and I just felt limited and dumb <laughs> while I was playing it. So, no. No, no. No, no, no. That's a no, no. <laughs> Get your life together. Right. But remember, I called it that, uh, <laughs> right. that um, Skyrim was going to get remastered, too. Right. It's all me. Fuck Dragon Punch. Stupid. <laughs> 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 and on that note, that is the end of the headlines. All right, so... Usually, with the past about 10 shows, we've always had a little bit of a discussion topic after the headlines. Well, we actually decided to change it up a little bit. Well, I actually decided to change it and just got Adam to actually feel like he had a say in it. And I Um, allowed it. (laughs) So instead of doing a discussion topic, which is generally an expansion of the news era, we have both started reading comics again, as you guys pretty much uh got after we did rebirth and it kind of spawned a little something that now that adam's collecting dc comics now and i I collect dc comics but i also collect marvel i thought that maybe we should actually do like a cool like list of some of the cool comics that we thought came out in the past week oh and do a little quick review on it uh you know and and just kind of bring it out there because that's always been something that I thought we always kind of shortchanged in the site because, you know, usually when money dwindles a little bit, comics are the first to go. Um, but uh, since we're both kind of on this, I thought that it would be kind of cool if we can actually do a little kind of quick recap of some of the coolest titles we saw this last week, and a quick review and why we think they're cool. So this is now the section of the podcast called The Pull List. So Adam, I mean, basically Adam's going to kind of do DC. I'm going to do Marvel. And sometimes there'll probably be comics that are from other, uh, from outside the top two. So, 
you know, if you don't Most like likely the, not often, though, not, yeah, to be honest with you. right. Um, however, since I read DC and Marvel, I'll probably I may have one that might match up Adams, you know, from time to time. But this week, I thought it'd be better. I just do strictly Marvel. He do DC. And uh, so, well, mine's most likely going to be strictly Marvel most times because or strictly DC. DC most times because that's what I read. Right. Marvel. Marvel is cool. I don't I don't knock Marvel. It just doesn't really entice me to buy it. Um, and that's a personal opinion, of course. I'm not saying anything bad. Um, or am I? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. Um, also, my pull list for the next two months is probably going to be kind of boring because we're in the middle of rebirth. Well, it won't be boring, but it, it's just it's going to be rebirth issue, rebirth issue, rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so we're starting with me, I guess, which yeah. is a nice change of pace. <laughs> um, well, so, you give me a chance to nap. Uh, <laughs> right. These are in uh, no particular order, um, just because they're not. <laughs> so, um, first, I got to suggest is uh, Wonder Woman, uh, the rebirth issue of Wonder Woman. Um, are we doing spoilers or? Yeah, might as well do some spoilers. Right, if, 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 I mean, if you haven't picked it up and, then you, and one, you're not reading it, then this might give you a chance to actually, you know, read it. So. All of the rebirth issues for one, they're they're following a similar theme this week that I think um, because last week we had like Batman, Superman, the the big, big, big characters that everybody is paying attention to. Which I was kind of surprised Wonder Woman didn't fall into that Holy Trinity line there. In the comics, she's she's not as popular as the two. She's popular, but not not that popular. Um, But yeah, they should have done that to push her a little bit with her movie coming out. But anyway. Um, the, uh, oh, my daughter is, um, <laughs> yelling at the bottom of the door. Um, she's fine by the way. So I'm going to ignore her <laughs> and I don't want anyone to think that I'm just, you know, an that asshole she's, that she's locked in a closet or something like that. Well, I mean, she is, but, <laughs> right, but still, you know, <laughs> no, I'm locked in a closet. <laughs> um, so the wonder woman, <laughs> <What> the- <laughs> Does she want? I have no idea. You know what? Hold on real quick. I'm sorry, dude, because her bed's in here. I need to give it to her. All right. All right. All right. So you, you, so, you increased the dosage this time to knock her out yeah. longer? Um, look, I named my kid Harley. <laughs> For a reason. It's expected that she's going to be disruptive. <laughs> um, so first on the list, Wonder Woman Rebirth. So... Like I was saying, the, the the general theme this week is really tight and really good. Uh, where they all the all three of these characters they're really defining, um, especially with Aquaman and Wonder Woman. They're really defining who these characters are and what and what they stand Actually, for. Actually, kind of kind of felt like it was more redefining them, especially with right. Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Because I I read these. Actually, I read all all of the ones you have on your list this week, um, and uh, yeah, I kind of felt that. It was kind of, especially for Aquaman, because they make a lot of the references to the jugs and that. Yeah, um, but, which is necessary, though. Well, yeah, because it's almost like saying, okay, we we get it. You know, this has happened. And for Wonder Woman, it's kind of like, yeah, this is the, the, the origin that we had before, but now there's maybe a new origin that we don't quite remember. Right. So, I, I, yeah, I kind of saw that that was kind of a little bit of like a restructuring of the, of the possible origin. Well, Wonder Woman's interesting, too, because we spoke about this um a few months back but the wonder woman's going to be following um where it's going to be telling two different stories every issue right because 
Wonder Woman seems to be a little bit more in tune than everybody else, that something is amiss. And I think there's that because the the whole thing about Rebirth is they lost a year uh, and and ten years, ten years, ten years. And somebody's in the background pulling the fucking strings. So they, they, they don't exactly know what's going on. Some of them seem to know that like the Flash Batman knows because the Flash told him. Right. Um, but everyone else doesn't really seem to be on the same page on of, other than what seems to be Wonder Woman. Right. Um, the whole this whole issue is very interesting because you're hearing her monologue the whole time. That's yeah. what you're reading. And and she's um, she knows something's wrong and 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 she's having basically an identity crisis because she doesn't know who she exactly is because she remembers both. She remembers both origins. Right. Uh, where she was born of clay or actually there was like three. She she remembers born of clay, which is her main origin. She remembers um, that she was the daughter of Zeus. And then she remembers that she was just some random kid, basically. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Because there's the 52, the original. Right. And then and then this new one. Because 52, they isn't made of clay. Right. She's the daughter of Zeus. Zeus. Um, so she it's it's really the artwork is good. I, I like the artwork. I did, is, too. Which is something that I, I'm really happy to see in Wonder Woman because I did not like the new 52 artwork for Wonder Woman. It was annoying the shit out of me, and they kept changing it. I think they knew it wasn't working because right. you know, they kept changing it up. Um, very realistic artwork, uh, and they, they don't make her over-sexualized too, which which I like. You know, I dig um, the new costume. The new costume is really nice. Matching the movie a little bit more. Yeah, um, and, and you actually find this too. These rebirth issues, they kind of align – the stories with the movie a little tighter right. with the, with the uh, DC universe and the shows and stuff like that. Um, I don't really want to say too much uh, about Wonder Woman because it is, it is one of those issues that really builds to something and, and kind of makes you think and stuff like that. And, and it's really good though. I, I think anyone should pick it up if you're, if you fell off from Wonder Woman for a while and you kind of want to check it out. Um, Second on the list is The Flash. Now, The Flash is interesting because it pretty much picks up right where the um, the one shot left off. Actually, it picks up a little bit before that, I thought. Because, yeah, it does. Yeah. Like, the first half of the issue is what's going on before that. And then it gets to the point where you see Flash giving pizza to kids that he just saved. Right. And that's the first scene that we also saw through Wally's eyes from the um, from the one shot. Right. And then we and then they, you know, the the whole thing, Wally, and then pulls him out of the speed force happens. And then more stuff happens. They have a conversation, what needs to happen, who needs to be talked to. Um Batman is uh involved in this issue a bit. Um yeah. and it it does lay out it does lay out what I what I always thought was a missed opportunity um that DC and I hope they build on it even more that the Barry Allen and and Batman should be more friends. Yeah. Um, now I know that Batman isn't the most personable person in the world. They even said there was a quote in the uh, <laughs> there was a quote in the book where he's where um, the Flash says he wanted to tell a joke to break the tension, but he remembers Superman told him there's no laughing in the Batcave. Right, um, which I thought <laughs> that was fun. I th- that sounded like so super Batman. Right, <laughs> but um, they're both um, detectives, you yeah. know, and 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 they Batman is yes a detective, but he the flash makes the point that he uses forensic evidence to solve a case. And that's exactly what Barry Allen does. Right. So, um, I hope they build in that relationship a little bit more. Um, really good issue. Uh, it, it, it's kind of cool. It's like the second episode. 
that that's the one that really feels like the second episode from the one shot yeah the continuation if, there yeah right and if you really dug the one shot that's the one that you're going to really be drawn to um third on the list is aquaman rebirth so aquaman rebirth was probably my favorite out of the three um <laughs> because it redefined the character yeah and it it and they and they didn't they even mentioned talking to fish <laughs> i know and well you even if you if you looked at it you even see the um the artwork from the super friends yeah yeah of they said, because they said uh, the um the entire book is being told by an outside party mm-hmm. um i'm not going to reveal who that is that was um, a cool reveal though at the end yeah it was um but it shows that on the surface world they view aquaman some view him as a hero some view him as a menace um they because he is the king of the of the Atlanteans, and the Atlanteans have they mentioned a few years back when they attacked a sea uh, a sea sea town and stuff like that, people died in that. But um, they also say that he's they 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 like to focus on his ability to speak to fish, and it makes him this gimmick. But then they explained you can't actually speak to fish; they're not right. intelligent enough to have a conversation. He can he he um influences them to do what he wants and um it show the the whole this is all happening while we're seeing aquaman stop a uh terrorist um in the sea that was going to attack the surface the deluge Um, the deluge Deluge, yeah um and we're we're starting to see that he has the similar problems uh in the seas where where some people don't like that he's the ruler because he's half human um and we get more of a, you know, an introduction of what they want Mara to be his, um, his future wife. I don't think they've gotten married yet. He proposed to her, but, um, she's kind of like his guiding light basically. And, yeah. you know, that kind she's, of stuff. She, she's got his back more in this one. Cause I've, right. uh, there was a couple of scenes where she was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is what right. needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. She was with him. I mean, they, they actually met in a, uh, like a restaurant that he went to when he was a kid and when he was on the surface and she walks in and everybody's like, what (laughs) (laughs) rather striking. Um, but, uh, you see the guy in the back with a tilted cap. Hey, that ass though. (laughs) Um, but I, I like, I like this issue so much because it, in this one issue, they really did a great job at fleshing out Aquaman. Yeah. Um, really making him, they gave him they they defined his love interest and and that's always important you know with a, with a major character for for added drama um define what he's about and what he is trying to do but they didn't do it from aquaman saying it right. they did it from someone else saying it. when you find out who said it it's even more interesting what i liked about it is because like when they did the whole flashpoint and then they brought uh then they brought uh, Aquaman back, and they they try to make him more of a badass, you know, like the beard and the grizzle and all that shit, and almost like saying, "Yeah, we're gonna try to redo this character." But in in Rebirth, it seemed more of like a, "Okay, we know about all this stuff. We know he's the joke, the butt of jokes, and all of this, and that's why we threw in the you know the the super friends kind of thing in there, and the girl going fishies, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff." And it's like going, "No, this." It's a misconception, which is true because the cartoon is why Aquaman's the way it is. It's not the actual comic. It's the cartoon that made him the way. Aquaman is one of the most underrated comic book characters of all time. Yeah. He's he's 
he's the only member of the Justice League who is a king. He's yeah. an actual king of of, and they said it in the in the book of seventy five percent of the planet. Right. You know, and and it's it's I I just love this book so much because they they basically said look. They were speaking directly to people who think Aquaman's a joke. Right. And they were like, you are incorrect. This yeah. is why. Right. You know, and, and it, you can't argue with it. You know, they didn't add anything. It's all shit that's already been Aquaman's story. Other than, well, Mara's always been kind of his thing. But, um, I thought she was a villain just, at one point. Yeah. Well, I think because he was a villain to Atlantis for a while. Hmm. They didn't like him. When his brother was, uh, oh right, 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 right. Brother was in in charge, but I, I, I think Aquaman is the one I, I'm most excited. That and the Flash, but the Flash because that's the the Flash seems to be the main Rebirth storyline right now. Everything's yeah. branching off of that. Aquaman had nothing to do with Rebirth, like it, yeah. it didn't connect with anything. It was its it, own thing. Yeah, I mean, it might do it later. I'm glad they used the first issue to just kind of go, okay, this is who Aquaman is. Get over your fucking bullshit. <laughs> Move on. Um, but uh, I'm really excited for the second issue um, on that, and that's weird. I've never really followed Aquaman. I mean, yeah, neither not because I. I thought not because I thought he was lame. He just wasn't interesting enough for me to follow. I liked him when he was in Justice, the Justice League books and stuff like that. I'm following him now because it looks dope, and that artwork was clean. Mother. Yeah, I was digging it, and it's hard to make it look clean when you're underwater. Yeah, especially when you got air bubbles. <laughs> yeah, it looked real good. Didn't look like no SpongeBob bullshit. <laughs> Um, I have to make a, an admission. The next two uh, issues are Detective Comics number 934 and Action Comics number 957. I did not have time to read them. Um, so I don't I can't give you a little synopsis. Uh, however, I do know um, that this these are the first two comics where they went back to the original numbering scheme. So there's going to be some big stuff going on in that. I, I know I, I read both those. Oh, then give me, give me, give me the formal one on it because I just did. I ran out of time today. Uh, Detective Comics was okay. Um, it it really just kind of had this this thing of there's a mystery Batman taking people on, and Batman's trying he's recruiting people to you know to to put together. It's basically setting up for the Batman comics that's coming out. So right. you have Batwoman and um and cassandra kane and uh uh what's his name uh red robin uh detective comics always had more of the ensemble yeah. stories in it you know yeah so which I'm, they're okay but i like batman by himself yeah i kind of i was kind of like oh cool you know i saw batman i was like okay cool it's gonna be a batman but it really wasn't it was setting up for the batman so i was kind of like okay i mean the artwork was was kind of almost good. like batman incorporated almost. yeah it really that's kind of i've always made you know how i always made the joke about batman incorporated but it's kind of like that's kind of what it was because i always think of kids incorporated that canadian show from back in the day um <laughs> but uh if, if this one i wasn't all that keen with like once they started bringing everybody in i'm like oh okay so we're not really going to talk about what's going on we're just going to assume you know avengers assemble kind of thing um probably in my opinion this was probably the weakest of the five that that you have on here um, which surprisingly, because after last week when we talked about action comics, I said, you know, I've never been, I've always never been good with Lex Luthor being the the hero in it. I actually dug this one. Yeah, um, yeah because, uh, you know, Superman's dead. It's really the continuation of what happened off of Rebirth. Superman's dead. Uh, 
Lois and Clark and their kid are moving and uh, it doesn't really touch on anything that we saw in the Superman in the Superman rebirth. But, um, you know, this this event happens and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, people are in danger and all of a sudden, you know, these these bad guys show up and they're stealing something, stealing a body, it looks like. And then all of a sudden you see this S come in there and then, you know, it, it saves some people and it's Lex in this fully mechanical Superman. He's got the cape and the, the S on there and, um, you know, the press are all there. Oh, so, so he's completely stealing. Yeah, he's he's oh. being the symbol. He's being right. the symbol. He's carrying the torch for Superman. So, of course, you know, while they're moving, you know, they have the TV set up. So Clark sees Lex there and he's immediately going you know, fuck this guy. He, I know what he's going to do. And Lois is like, Clark, we talked about this. You know, he may not be, he goes, Lex is the same. <laughs> you know, he's like, Lex is always <laughs> the same. So he, which fuck isn't it. necessarily true. Cause there was an animated movie where, where there was a Lex from a parallel universe. That was a good guy. Right. And in this one, he, he breaks the fucking mirror and heats the glass and shaves his fucking beard off mm. and, and pulls out the suit. And he's like, no, they need their Superman. He goes, they, nice. need, they, they need their Superman. So he flies off and lands, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Aren't you dead? And then, you know, Lex is calling him an imposter, and he's like, you know, he goes, you need to take off that symbol. And he's like, never. So as he goes and grabs the symbol, he gets shocked, and he has a defense mechanism for anything that tries to get him. And he's like, same old Lex. And then they start a fight. You see Jimmy is there seeing, he's like, wait, how is that possible? How is there another Superman? He goes, and um, there's somebody with him, but you don't see what's going on. You just see this kind of shadow. And, you know, Lex and Superman are fighting. I don't want to give away the ending because the ending's actually kind of cool. Um, the main ending, which is what the comic ends on, not so much, but the other ending that the other surprise that's in there just the subplot that, ending. The subplot ending, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, now I'm interested. So. It, well, it, I like I like it sounds like they're using um, action comics to build on this new Superman who is the old Superman. <laughs> right. Um, his introduction back into Metropolis. And I was hoping for that. Yeah. You so. Know. So, yeah. So that's kind of what we what we've got there, because the, the old Superman is in the new Superman's outfit, you know, so no red under ruse. Yeah. Uh, but uh, which is fine. I like the new outfit. I think yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of where that is. So I, I really of the two. Um, I really liked action comics. I was really kind of disappointed with Detective. Well, it was um, good because I didn't buy Detective. They actually yeah. forgot to put it in my pull box and it sold out. Dicks. So I was like, I was like, what the? F I actually was pissed. I'm like, guys, Detective Comics. Like, really? That's the one you forget? Yeah. And they actually gave me a uh, pretty hefty dis discount. I got all the my comics. These are all my comics, by the way, the ones that I just listed. <laughs> That's um, where you go. I, okay. Well, how about we get a discount of on the house? No, I got it for. <laughs> 50% off for that week. No, no, you pull it. You pull a fucking Kevin Hart. <laughs> I'm going to need that for on, <laughs> on the house. No, because I was I was I wasn't yelling because I don't yell in stores. I'm not a fucking animal, you know, but I was visibly upset. Well, you know, yeah, because like, you have a pull list. And if they don't. And that's exactly it. what I said. I go, what the whole reason I signed up for a bull box was so I, I didn't have this issue. Right. I didn't didn't have this problem saying this issue is kind of weird. But, um, and I said, you know what? You're right. Let me give you 50 percent off this week. And then uh, we're definitely going to improve that product because they're going through a this this the local the closest store to me 
which I'm not going to name. I love the store, but I'm not going to name because I'm talking negative right now. Right. Um, they're going through some uh, changes with their computer system. They're getting like a proper POS. Mm. And um, there's been little mistakes here and there, you know, while they're doing that, you know, because it's basically young guys working there and shit. Right. Um, so I gave them a pass. And that 50% off, you know, I was all right. You know, I appreciate it. So, you know, and they said that they'll they're going to have the system up this week and they'll have it. They'll have everything sorted out. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right. But I'm happy that's the one they missed. If it was, the, I don't, I don't really care about the ensemble shit. I don't yeah. even like Robin that much. Right. I like when yeah. Batman is by him fucking self and doing the detective work. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, that's what I that's, want to see. That was if I want to see him with other people. I'll see him with the justice. If you like the whole Batman incorporated kind of thing, that detective is definitely where you want to start. But for me, action comics actually was a, a really a better of the two. Action Comics always has some pretty... Action Comics is always hit or miss for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember back in the day when Action was like... There were a bunch of... It was like three one-shots. Yeah. And Action was kind of a bigger comic. It was like 20-something pages. Yeah. Not including ads, of course. Right. Um, but <laughs> including ads, it's 77 pages. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> DC's actually not that bad with the ads anymore. Yeah. Like, they, they've shortened that up. But the I'm going to let Steve get into his post. All I want to say is um, if if you're... DC's on fire right now, in my opinion. I'm not saying that as a as a longtime fan of DC. The writing is on point. The artwork is great. I mean, if if you're if you're thinking about oh what you know what's DC doing, this is the time to really jump in because it's it's just it's great. And even Steve too. Steve, I, I hear Steve getting excited telling these stories and stuff. I mean, read it. <laughs> I mean, this for me. I've I've always wanted to get into DC. Not uh, and and. You know, uh, I've always wanted to, but it's always been hard for me to jump on. And the thing was, is like, DC is the more difficult one to just jump in. Yeah. And I did with the new 52. The problem is, is like everything else, give it six issues. You know, it's like, yeah, we know these are going to be good. Like, you know, Diamond's already saying that, you know, Rebirth was the biggest selling comic of May. No fucking shit. It's a Rebirth. It's the big issue. Right. I, I, know, I know it was going to be huge. You know, I'm one of those that I'm not surprised. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, but in six months, tell me how it's doing then. Because sometimes, too, after six issues, they'll change the writer, they'll the, change yeah. the artist. The, the artist you know, and it's a completely different fucking book now. Exactly, yeah. which is what happened with the New 52, because I was yep. following a couple of those books, and then a lot of those fell off. But it, same thing even with Marvel is, you know, a new issue book comes along, like them, then it falls off. Yep. Like, you know, so that's... You'll get, what's his name, fucking Hartman? Is that his name? Who's, no, who's the one that writes all the fucking dope shit on Marvel? Oh, Hickman? Hickman. Oh, they'll yeah. get Hickman to write like the first six issues, and then they'll put some no-name on it. Yeah. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you guys. I hate you. I'm going home. Because they don't yeah. want to pay. They don't want to keep paying that Hickman price. Right. Because Hickman's fucking awesome. And if you fucking, if you lose a couple of issues in Hickman, good luck trying to catch up. <laughs> they got, they got Jeff Johns uh, pretty much overseeing all of these rebirth issues right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, but if he falls off from that, but from what I saw, I was, I was, saw their press conference. He doesn't seem to want to be falling off. Like yeah. he's, well, one, and, and that's why it's aligning up too with the TV shows a little bit more yeah, too. Cause I was going to say that um, one of the things I really liked about, I think of my, of all of these, aside from the flash and uh, wonder woman, I was really happy with. And I also, I love Greg Ruka. Um, the guy that, that, uh, that's doing uh, Wonder Woman right now. Right. He's he's written for Punisher. He's written on a lot of Marvel books, and I've been really really happy he with gets, this shit. I like his writing because he 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 really does. He writes in a way that makes you 
not only think about the character but just in general shit yeah like the, the especially this wonder woman issue like the way it was written i was drawn the fuck in like i couldn't i couldn't turn away from it until yeah it was done. that was one of the things i really liked about it was the fact that he does he always and that's why i thought he was a great writer for punisher is he, he really pulls you into the psyche of the character so all right so i guess we'll jump into my pull list so my first one is uh on the marvel pull list is a civil war spinoff because right now Marvel's getting into the civil war 2 spinoff or um uh, event so the first one is one of the first spinoffs it's uh, amazing spider-man civil war 2 part one or issue one and it's by christos gage who i've always liked his stuff but he can kind of give you, you kind of have a little bit of give and take with him um an artist i'm not that familiar with travel foreman um however given the the way the issue was i really dug the artwork um, I, I really like the way this guy, especially the fact that he really has he has some great lines in there, but the color is really crisp and sharp. Um, a lot of you know a lot of blues and golds and purples, which you don't usually see in a whole lot of those books. Um, so in this one, it's picking up after the uh, the potential alien attack or the thwarted alien attack that happened in Civil War One. So what's happened is Peter is trying to um what happened is kind of it ties into civil war because uh a new inhuman has come into play who helped uh iron man and all of them stop a, a alien attack from happening um and this inhuman is this new inhuman is called ulysses he was just a high school student and he got zapped by um uh by uh some entity it's in issue zero of civil war but nobody knows what to make of him so of course part uh peter being who he is has kind of decided to take him under his wing and kind of hang out with him and show him the ropes so you know uh <laughs> uh spider-man is thwarting a uh, a uh, a robbery in manhattan by the uh vulture uh, which is a group of basically a group of thieves that are all using vulture technology. And of course, Spider-Man, you know, in usual cases doesn't come off Scott clean. So like in the last panel of the fight, you know, so you could see pieces where his hair is actually coming through his costume and Ulysses shows up on the roof and he's like, dude, your job sucks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Peter, uh, he takes Ulysses and he houses him in uh, the, uh, the Parker Industries building, which is used to be the Baxter building. So he's there, he's housing him, and Ulysses doesn't know Peter Parker and Spider-Man and Spider-Man are the same. So he still has that. Um, but uh, they're trying to figure out is what Ulysses' deal is. He's basically trying to become friends to see how it works because Ulysses has premonitions and, you know, obviously bad ones. So he's trying to see how it works and how he gets it. And um, in one instance, he sees that this these people are gonna gonna get attacked. So Ulysses and him, it's kind of a little Minority Report ish, where they follow this one guy who's about to shoot this guy and this woman. Spider Man bumps in, and then they take the guy down, and they come to find out that it was the guy, the woman's ex uh, ex boyfriend or ex husband or something like that. And they take him down, and if had they had not shown up, they would have been killed. So uh, Peter ends up 
taking him over well spider-man ends up taking him to parker industries to kind of get him involved in the tech in his company and as you start going through you start noticing he he's employing people that want to turn themselves around uh of course one of those guys is harry osborne Mm -hmm. and harry knows what he's done he knows the green goblin he's done all that and he's like you know peter's giving me a second chance it's also come uh come up to clayton cole who's also been a a a villain of spider-man i can't remember the name right now but you know he's like oh yeah you know mr parker gave me a chance after i was being stupid and spider-man's like yeah 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 well he's no longer a lunatic so you know we let's show you this stuff this is our long promised flying car and all this other crap so as he gets to the as he gets to the end Ulysses gets a premonition and I'm not going to spoil it because I know a lot of people are going to think one way. Um, but he got an impression that somebody is going to put on a costume and fight Spider-Man. So of course, Peter already thinks he knows, but he doesn't. And, um, so it'll, it's, it's, it's got me interested. Um, so that one was good. The next one that came up was, uh, Hercules or it's actually called Gods of War, Civil War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, a, a character that actually came back within the last year or two, Hercules, which was a Marvel character for a while that they really didn't do anything with. <laughs> so uh, he's had his own run of comics for a little bit, uh, but apparently recently, and I haven't really followed him, but of course, you know, Marvel gives you the the, the little uh, hist- brief history there. So in this one, he. When he was taking, he was fighting the uprising. Apparently, he got marked by a brand uh, laced with strange technology, and apparently, with that, he got shunned by the superhero community. So he's kind of like a, I, I want to help, but you know, nobody wants me to help, kind of thing. So he's in a bar, kind of feeling sorry for himself, and then he comes across um, Amadeus Cho, who is currently the Incredible Hulk, young kid. I think he's like not even 21 yet because the bar they, he meets him in the bar and the bartender's like seriously kid you gotta go <laughs> You're, you you can't be in here on a school night you know and uh so he's talking to him the it's written by david um abnett and emilio lazio is the artist artwork is nice i really like the artwork it's bright it's colorful the lines are really well defined especially for the, you know the muscular as muscular as hercules and and the hulk are but the the really point of this issue is Hercules is really feeling left out. But what it does is it actually cross sections with um, what happened the events of Civil War. Um, he sees like everybody's over there fighting She-Hulk, the um, Rhodey, uh, the X-Men, the Inhumans. Everybody's out trying to prevent this alien attack from happening. And Hercules is going out there trying to help them, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Well, I'm here." And it's like, "Well, you know." Uh, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's something bad, but we've got it. You know, a force would answer the call and he's like the call and, uh, she Hulk is like, yeah, from Iron Man and Captain Marvel, they, they knew this was coming and everybody came, the Avengers, X-Men, Inhumans, Ultimates, everyone. And then he's kind of like, but not me. So he didn't get the call, but he starts facing, but he starts and now it's, it's, this part gets a little weird where you're not sure if he's having a vision or they're actually there. People like uh, Cryptonesia and um, uh, some of the other uh, catastrophia, cat- um, catastrophobia, and some of these other people who know him and try to battle him. But and then there's a new guy there, and uh, he's fighting these people. 
But then at the same point where he's fighting him, he turns and then like She-Hulk and Hulk are looking at him like, what the heck are you doing? So Hercules isn't sure if he was actually fighting anybody or if it's just his imagination. Yeah. So um, he's like, you know, he, he he's still fighting. And so Hulk and She-Hulk kind of hold him down or like, calm down, dude, you know, relax. And he's like, where are they? And they're like, you you weren't fighting anybody. They're like, look, you know, take it easy. Just, you know, obviously you're not in a good place. Chill out. We've got this. So he goes back to his place and, you know, his, his friends are there and he, they're just like, he's like, I don't know what I saw. I don't know if this was real, any of that. He's like, and, you know, and he starts kind of going into how he, you know, that they're really trying to hurt me, but hurt me in a way that isn't just like physical. It's like mental. He's, he's just like kind of losing it. And everybody's like, well, they want to help him. Like, well, you should do something. So basically what he does is he gets on the phone and he decides he's going to put the gods of war back together. So next issue comes with him putting all the, all the mythical gods back together again. So that issue was actually kind of cool and a good little introduction for Hercules. If you haven't followed it before, um, I haven't really followed Hercules before, but I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I may pick it up again. Um, daredevil written by charles soul uh i've always liked daredevil although after they did the first re situation where they everybody knew who daredevil was and then they moved him to la i generally fell off so i haven't right. really followed it until until they after um civil uh secret wars now he's district attorney of new york and nobody knows his identity again um <laughs> and uh so He's in uh, Macau trying to find out um, – it's a new story. So if you haven't really followed um, followed uh, uh, Daredevil before, this is the f- first of a new story. So good, t- good jumping off on point. Color is really solid. Done in almost like a uh, – if you ever used to walk, get those um, – those uh, what was those Marvel uh, – I want to say like – Marvel Knights kind of feel, kind of a mm. little noir feeling. The lines are a little more, you know, uh, descriptive and detailed. That's kind of how it, this this particular book felt. So of course he's in Macau trying playing a poker game, and of course he's playing by cheating. Um, now I'm not really sure how the card game fits into the whole story, but uh, it kind of does a good job in setting him up as far as like just where his powers and where his um, where it, it comes from. But he's looking for something that the black cat uh, uh, got. He, he's trying and um, this guy told him that it was in Macau. So now he's there and he's in kind of a Casino Royale, James Bond kind of situation. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I it's a it's a little bit of a it's a cool read if you really don't know Daredevil all that well. Um, aside from like the movies or the TV show. Uh, but I thought it was actually quite interesting, especially how he plays poker being that he's blind. Um, but uh, the, he actually starts moving into daredevil at the end of the, um, of the issue and then meets up with a new spider character that is actually Asian based. So um, it's kind of like a, what do you call it? Uh uh batman uh fuck we just talked about that like the 
Batman kind of. Uh, Batman, like Batman Inc. Yeah, Batman Inc. It's almost a little bit like a Batman Incorporated where there's a lot of Spider-Mens running around now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, the last issue, I have two more, but the last issue that I actually wanted to talk about was, um, of course, Darth Vader, which is written by uh, written by Karen Gillan and Salvador La Roca, the artist, who have been on this since the f- issue one. They've done such a great job at this, but this is this we're getting to that end point. This is where the book starts to end, uh, because as as many of you know, in August the uh, the series is going to end. And if you haven't been following it, you really should, because one of the things with this book is that not only do you read it and you read Vader in James Earl Jones's voice, because you can't help yeah. it. You can't yeah. help it exactly. You can't help it, but you do you know and. Um, it's just the artwork is so clean. The stories are so good, um, and in this particular in this particular issue, Vader's trying to um, hunt down a uh, a traitorous scientist uh, and also a, a a former rival of Vader's called Silo, and he's on the hunt to try to find him and bring him to the Emperor. And a really good book. Uh, one of the things that really makes this book so good is because it really it really makes vader the badass that we kind of wish we had seen like you you know in the movies it was always kind of like it was more luke's story than vader's but it just assumed that vader was this giant badass right because based of the, on the story based on the story and everything you know and and vader has done so much in this book that you're just kind of like holy shit this is just this is great you know, you wish they would made movies based on this. So, um, really great book. Really, really like this. Um, really, I've always liked this book. Um, but this is, I think, part two of the final storyline. Still, though, I still recommend get, pick up the past trades on it. It's a great, great book. You'll you'll enjoy this one. Uh, lastly, I picked this one up simply because of Adam, because I wanted to be able to tell Adam how. Howard the Duck issue eight went. Yay. Um, now issue eight in and all in and of itself is very emotional for Howard the Duck. He's returned to one of the loves of his life, Bev, Beverly. And, um, you know, he's, he's like, he wants to hang out with her and they're reminiscing and they're talking and he wants to be with her. But in the end, she just she she wants a normal life and you know she can't she can't do this whole thing they have an incident with the sentinel you know from the x-men universe mm-hmm. um and you know howard thinks it's it's for him but it's actually not for him and uh, in the end uh he tells she tells him that you know she he needs to go because she wants to just have a normal life and so howard the duck little upset you know, but eventually ends up heading back to New York, um, heartbroken. Uh, but the reason why I picked this issue is because of the very last two pages. Howard's back at his office and he's asleep, and um, Aunt May shows up, and uh, you know, you know, wants to get him back out there. Gets tries to get him all dressed and says that he has a new client, and he's like, "Well, okay, now and I'll just read you." And Aunt May says, "Uh." 
oh, she's just fantastic, and she's been a uh, fan for a long time. And then you hear this voice from the side saying, uh, easy on the long time part. Opens up, my name's Leah Thompson, and I need your help finding a missing friend. Yeah. So it's getting real. <laughs> so that's the last panel, and it's going to start the uh, Leah Thompson storyline of her and Howard the Duck. So I thought that that uh, that Adam would get a kick out of that one. It's very important now. Now Marvel has a little bit of credibility because <laughs> uh. <laughs> they're bringing Leah Thompson in. Because if you guys haven't listened to the podcast, he's a big fan of the movie Howard the Duck. So there well, you go. Let's let's put some clarification on that. I'm a big fan of the movie Howard the Duck because it's so bad. <laughs> so bad. But I'm more of a fan of Howard from the comics. Like, I still bust that omnibus out that I have. and just open to a random book and just start reading it. <laughs> he's just such a great character that it really it, – his time is due. And I, <laughs> right. I, I've, heard, I've heard this new um, series is pretty good. I haven't really been following it. I was thinking about picking it up, though. Be my one Marvel book. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I thought that at the end, I go, oh, I have to mention that in there. Because I only actually had four books this week um, of the other books that I, of all the books that I got. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, I got to, I got to do Howard the Duck. I got to let Adam know that Leah Thompson's going to be in the comic. <laughs> He's going to start managing her band. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. So off of that, Hope you enjoyed the pool list. Let us know if they're, you know, uh, let us know what you thought about it. If you like it or, um, you know, uh, and it, or if you'd like us to do like maybe, you know, if you want us to kind of tweak it a little bit, let us know. So, you know, so this is our first new one. So we'll see how it goes continuously. Um, okay. So now we jump into the final thing. One awesome thing. So my one awesome thing this week is, as many of you guys know, and if you haven't listened to the away team, you guys, well, one, you're missing something. And two, you know, we're Star Trek fans here. Um, however, I'm also a big fan of the original series. And not to say that Adam doesn't like it. It's just that I'm a bigger fan than I grew up on it more than I did the next generation for me. Because uh, of syndication on Channel 13. <laughs> um, but uh, this last week came out the remastered director's cut of star trek to the wrath of khan and this is director's cut because it's actually been remastered in high definition uh they also include two versions of the movie the theatrical version which is the one you normally see on tv or you know on netflix but there's also a director's cut which actually has more stuff like uh in, for for instance in uh, star trek 2 you there's this uh, kid that kind of is featured but he doesn't really say much of anything and then after Khan's first attack Scotty comes up with the kid's body to the bridge and everybody kind of reacts of like and it's and most people think it's kind of used to show like you know it's a ship full of cadets and this is what happened well in the director's cut the kid is actually Scotty's nephew and he has a little exchange with Kirk and then when he dies, it's why it impacts Scotty so much. And there's actually a little moment after the kid dies that, you know, Scotty and Kirk kind of have a moment there based on that. So it's, it's, it's a lot of cool extra stuff that's in it that I think makes the movie a little deeper as far as like with some of the other cast members and some little moments. So it also features audio commentary for both the director's cut and the original, which I thought was really cool. 
Nice. And and it's Rathacon. I mean, come on. That's so, my favorite part because I have all the Star Trek movies and DVD. They're actually bequeathed to me <laughs> by uh, Steve when he bought the Blu-rays. Um, my favorite thing is to put them on and leave commentary on. Yeah. You know, because I've seen the movies so many times. Yeah. You know, so you just put them on and just see what they were thinking. It's awesome. So, yeah, so that, that came out this week. Uh, I'm not sure what it's running on Amazon right now, but last week I got it for like 15 bucks on Amazon. It's Paramount, so it's probably $78. <laughs> well, no, it, they've been pretty good lately. They, they've been good. This one, like I said, was um, was 15 when I ordered it on Friday. So I'm not sure exactly how much it is now, uh, given that they you know change consistently. So... Right. As of yeah, because as of right now, it's twenty-two bucks. So um, usually for the week it's released, it usually gets a bigger discount. But yeah, but still twenty-two ninety-nine is still not bad. Um, so yeah, so that's my one cool thing or one awesome thing. Mine is pretty quick, but um, I just thought it was cool. Um, Stan Lee uh, was asked recently um, by a Facebook, just on Facebook. By a, by a fan, what his favorite uh, Marvel movie was, and um, I, I mean it was, yeah, I guess it was an obvious choice, but still, I, I I dug it. So his quote was, "I think my favorite comic book movie was the first one that was such a hit, the first Spider-Man. Um, everything else seemed easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, there really isn't anything else to say. That was just I just saw that and I was like, yeah, and it made me think too, like the first Spider-Man when that came out." was fucking ball like you were like what the fuck this is so good like it was the first one that was really good yeah because at that point we hadn't had a spider-man movie since like the 70s um yeah and you know and that was cheesy as all hell but here you had a cg spider-man doing all this cool stuff and toby Maguire, i thought was a perfect peter parker for that and it just was so good and I do. They have a. They have like an image on the, on the article. And they have like the new Spider-Man next to um, the ones from the movies. And I have to say, I like the. I like the uh, costume from the originals. Yeah. A little bit better because it's a little more classic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, wh- Not that I hate the new one. You no. know, just it's shinier too. <laughs> Did you see? Shiny's always nice. I don't know if you saw that video, but uh, there was a video that IGN posted on Facebook that said if. Civil War was made in the seventies. Yes, I saw the um the meme. I didn't see the video. Uh, there was a little video, and it's it, it you they do the standard video that has this that was taken from this one movie that uh, George C. Scott did, where he's supposed to be watching this movie, and he's like looking at like what the hell's going on, and he starts crying at the end, and it it intercuts with a shot of like a seventies Captain America, which was so bad, so horrible. And then it cuts to like the Spider-Man from the seventies and the way the web shot out and everything. It was just so bad. You're just like, I would cry too. <laughs> like, I would cry too. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, once you once you do it well, you kind of know what you need to do, you know. So, all right. Well, thanks for checking out this week's show. You can subscribe and get this show every Monday downloaded to the direct, directly to the listening device of your choice. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Libsyn. And if you're old school, you can go directly to the website, thelazygeeks.com. Also drop some comments while you're at any of those set places. 
Um, let us know what you're thinking. Good, bad, ugly, sexy, whatever. <laughs> um, you can also catch us on social media. Facebook.com slash The Lazy Geeks, Google Plus, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, all under the name The Lazy Geeks, one word. And if you don't like social media, maybe you don't like the Moments app, I don't know, <laughs> um, you can email us at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. And you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or you can check out my blog, themiddleagedgeek.com. So that is it for us this week. Uh, so until next time, peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.